Sobre la ladera del cerro el clamor Está una tapera que el gaucho respeta Como un exponente de pena y dolor Allí vive alegre una paisanita La de ojos del ensueño y labios en flor Que ingenua creía que las margaritas A las campesinas les hablan de Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> We're walking in the future. You're coming in and out for me, Adam. I'm Everybody walking. Everybody feeling that or it's just me? Yeah, yeah. What did you say? There we go, Tyler. Hello. 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 Good thing I spent all this money on technology. Just use the earbuds. (laughs) How you doing? Exactly. Oh, how long has it been since we last talked? (laughs) Like five, ten minutes. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I played the waltz to waltz us into June to our new situation yeah i was 
thinking is a good choice to start with the waltz for that. That waltz yeah. always makes me think of Somer. Huh, interesting. Because Why? you Because once told me. Yeah. Well, you once told me that it's his favorite waltz. So whenever I would DJ at a festival and I saw him there, I would play that song three times in a row. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> What's the name of that song again? La Tapera. Huh. I love that we teach that song a lot too and I couldn't remember the name. It's interesting. Now I have to email him and ask him if that's the case or if that was my, maybe years ago it was, I don't remember me telling you that at all. I'm pretty sure, um, or maybe I watched him perform to it and my memories are conflated, but I'm pretty sure you said like, oh yeah, he loves that song. He'll always, yeah, I think no, you said like, he'll always get up and dance to that song if you play that song. Oh, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to know him more because we would see him more and we mm-hmm. I performed with him and like worked with him a little bit so I know I I believe you it's just my memory of this sort of stuff too things. bad he's not going to be on the show tonight I know we should invite him <laughs> in one of our sporadic <laughs> ones now that we won't have it weekly anymore it is uh, uh, we've reached uh, an end of an era an end of an era yeah definitely I'm excited I still, like, I'm looking forward to having Rebecca at some point, sometime soon. She hasn't responded to a date yet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we'll do some more creative, we'll do some creative podcasting in the future. Yeah. But um, she said she did respond. Well, we will, we will um, be in touch with you shortly, she Rebecca. She did. Mm-hmm. Ah, I ah, you're the not other off the day. Hook you're not off the hook yet. You just wrote. Yeah, you're not off the hook at all. I want that conversation <laughs> this will be our uh hold on final weekly podcast but we will do more sporadically yes mm-hmm. and uh why is that chico Why is that? Because uh, we've been running around <laughs> like a chicken with the, uh, with its head cut off in the last couple of weeks looking for a new space to run our events and our classes out of in-person stuff. And um, we were getting close to being able to keep Wednesdays for in-person and Thursdays open but uh, we have to move our classes to Thursday because of the space we could find to teach out of for now so that's, that's why uh, well the main to... reason why is because we're coming back to in-person activities a lot more in-person activities and also I'm even in person me. with myself now <laughs> are you yeah I took the rubber suit off I don't know if you're in person with yourself because you're actually calling your computer from your phone right now to be on the podcast. <laughs> I am calling my computer from my phone and I'm sitting right in front of my computer with my phone. And that's, uh, that's the future we live in, man. That's the world we live in. Oh, my God. Is he impersonating himself? He's totally impersonating himself. I do the best impersonation of myself. But <laughs> I am willing to I just... put the challenge out there for others to try. Because I'm curious what 
I look like to other people. I would love that to impersonate you too. He always impersonates me. That would be funny. So we just um, confirmed. I'm nervous because I've never worked with an outside. Have we ever booked a, a milonga in a in a in a venue? In a bar. That, in a venue we don't know. No. So the story is, everybody, we booked a milonga June seventh, which happens to be my birthday, at a really funky little bar in the meatpacking district uh, that Stratos found, and uh, we're renouncing it and we're selling tickets, and we hope they don't bail or do anything crazy on us because <laughs> we don't really know them. Um, but that's but the deal. Always, We're yeah. moving forward. I think it'll be fine. It's just I'm a little. I nervous. think it will be fine too. There, because they're closed on Monday, so it will just be tango people and like. Uh, we we promised a minimum, so they want to make that money. They won't cancel on us. But again, yeah, uh, we we've been through so much this week. So I'll give a brief summary that we have a retreat that we had planned for mid June with friends. But we organized it, and it's 15 of us going away, uh, three hours away from New York, and like, and last minute, two weeks away from, we booked it two months ago, and we just got canceled on, on Monday with no reasons, no excuses, no nothing. Uh, so that was one running around and finding a new place for 15 people isn't easy, It's a lot harder than you might think. Yeah, and we looked all over New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Anyway, we nailed so something we down again. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland, New Jersey. Cleveland, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we thought we had a Thursday class booked, Thursday space booked for classes, but then we found a Wednesday space. Then we were like, let's keep Wednesday. And that guy jerked us around for a couple days. And then. Yeah. That that we decided is no good. So no. this has been very interesting. So this I understand why you're saying I hope nothing goes wrong with the space that we don't know. Yeah. Well, also we have two last things this week. Tonight is our final weekly podcast, and last night was our final Tango Cafe at the You Should Be Dancing Space on Four Twelve Eighth Avenue. That was a really fun night. And it was a big turning point. Got a lot of. Uh, we got a nice group photo I'm going to post on Facebook shortly. And yeah. we got some videos of crazy dancing at the end, which I won't post on Facebook. Um, <laughs> we did have one of our classic after-hours parties with, with the crew. I won't name names, but it was fun. Some new people hung out late, too. Yeah. Um, that was cool. And they want to come to the Cleveland Marathon now, so I'm going to see cool. if we have space. Yeah, I'm excited. I was, um, I mean, I went to bed at 6 a.m., I went but to bed I around 6.30. I woke up before 10 a.m. Hmm. And I stayed in bed until noon. I did manage to sleep in today, but it's been difficult. Yes, Potato Poodle, I am. Yeah, we we opened up space for Cleveland. Didn't I message you on that? I will uh, let you know about that. Um, I messaged a group of... I messaged the first people, so Potato's asking if we open space for Cleveland. Um, I did message... So each, Alberto and Michaela get 30 people and I get 30 people. And I messaged the first 30 on my list and I'm going to give them like a couple days to get back to me before I reach out to the next 30 people because um, 
because some people already got back and said, yeah, I, I added my name to your waiting list, but now I realize I can't make it, which is fine. So yes, uh, I didn't, yeah, I'm going to, I'll reach out to more people. I'm rambling on about, about this, but lots of stuff happening. It's all good. It's all good. We're, our brains and our shit is like, we're not used to working one thing <laughs> for a while. And then now like, um. Uh... It feels like the water is boiling and we're multitasking and like, it's just like building up stuff. It's you exciting. Know, we, but we spoke with Stratos at 7.50 to confirm the details about Monday the 7th. And by 8.12, I had our ep- I had our website updated. I had an event made and I had invited a bunch of people. I'm very proud of my myself. Yeah, I'm so proud of you too. You're amazing with that. It's exciting. Thank you. So we should uh, we should call our Inviter. guest down, no? Yeah, I think so. And Mr. I think Mario? he's listening. Mr. Mario, if you're ready, he's, please do call us he's in. Snooping on us, Mario de Camilis, who is? Uh... Hello. 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 Oh, here we are. Cool. <laughs> we meet Welcome in space. To... Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you uh, a little theme music. Okay. Hello, Mario the Camilus. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Come on down. Hello everybody, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Where and the curtain here? opens, the spotlight's on Mario. Yes, ta-da! Yeah, I'm imagining like... Uh, <laughs> I, f- I feel like in these nice shows. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Where so is get ready, get ready to be interrupted a lot, huh? Uh, okay, why well, are you feeling <laughs> like you're on a delay? No, no, too because... excited to talk? This is more or less what you get when you talk with someone from Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you talk with Adam and Chico, too, so don't worry. Yeah, we cool. tend to run over each other. Are you cool. in Argentina? I am in Argentina. I am in Buenos Aires. I am in Villa Crespo. I am in my flat. Ooh. Oh, Villa like Crespo. Villa my, Crespo. First, my first time in Buenos Aires was 2004, and I got a place on Serrano uh, okay. in Villa Crespo, like on La Jolla and Serrano. La Jolla and Serrano. Cool. Yeah. And I remember I got to the when I landed at the airport, um, I got a cab and I just said I gave him the number. I think it was like four one two one something. I forget the numbers in that area, but and I said, yeah, this number on Serrano. And he just looked at me like, it's a big city, man. I don't know where the fuck it is. <laughs> mm. Pretty well known area, you know. But anyway, know, but... cab cab driver are uh, kind of special. We made it eventually. Cool. That's a few blocks from my flat, actually. Yeah? Yeah, there is a very nice uh, coffee shop at that corner. Mm. Oh. How long have you lived in that neighborhood? Since I am nine, so it's like, I don't know, ten years. Wow. So, ten year in dog years? Kind of, yeah. (laughs) You must have seen that neighborhood go through a lot of changes. I did, yes, yes. And and especially uh, across... Cordoba with uh, Palermo going through yes, monumental yeah. changes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. My my high school is there, so I really used to be there all the time. So I saw like 
full of bars from one... That was actually after 2001. In 2002 and 2003, that area exploded. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We came in you know, 2004, right? Or five. 2005. Right? 2005, actually. I was, I was off a year. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny. Um, I was there probably seven years ago with an ex-girlfriend. You probably know Kat, right? She lives in Berlin. I don't know if you know Kat. But, um, I don't know. But anyway... I remember because I wanted to take her out for a good Parisia. And there is a lot of there... cut in Berlin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, at that time, there was no more Parisias left in Palermo. It was all like sushi restaurants and stuff. Ah, they that's all... hard to believe, huh? But, they okay. all left. They all left the neighborhood because there was like, well, there were no good Parisias that I left. In... Besides like, well, there's Don Julio and the... That's the one on Niceto Vega. I forget I the Marisa's Marisa's all over. now. Yeah. So, you have, have you been no? cooking about today. Mario? Uh, not really. That's not uh, one of my specialities, actually. Mm. Apart so from make, you, uh, to, to make home, some hummus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just learned how to do some hummus, which that can give you a picture of my um, culinary skills. I just Adam made hummus for the first time hummus. as well. Yeah. Sorry? I just made hummus for the first time as well a couple of days ago. Okay, cool. Good. Well, it was okay. It was okay? This can be hummus buddies. Do you, you, you put garlic on it? Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> you? Good. I do, a lot. I really love it. Mm. Yeah, garlic, lemon, tahini... Uh, what else? Some water, olive oil, olive oil, mm-hmm. salt. That's more Definitely. or less. Definitely. I put Did some ginger your... sometimes. Ah, oh, interesting. interesting. I can see that being good. So, Mario, you've been living in Villa Crespo since you were nine. Yeah. Where did you live before nine? Oh, I live in Versailles, which is not in France. Um, it's a neighborhood, <laughs> yeah, almost on the limit of the of the capital city. What now okay. will we call Orichero? Yeah, oh, that was okay. the neighbor. Yeah, yeah, the neighbor where I was born, Versailles. <laughs> I don't know if you know that one. Not many people know that one. It's no. a little far away from the. I heard the name I haven't been but I didn't know it as Versace Orichero yes yeah Orichero is like used to be uh, Pal- Palermo used to be a neighborhood called like that but that was in the beginning of the capital city hmm. so a very long time ago right but right now the limits are very expand and Versace is one of the of this neighborhood if you cross a bit more then you will be in the big Buenos Aires I hmm. see yeah yeah, that city is very expansive outside of just the center. Yeah, yeah, there is like these um, avenues that they, they go in parallel. Um, Libertador, Santa Fe, eh, Córdoba, Corrientes. Mm-hmm. And more, more of, of the things are happening there. Mm-hmm. And so then if you go more um, west, I think it might be, if I'm not wrong. Then it's uh, more like uh, houses and not so many buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And how did you meet Tango? Okay. He lives in fucking Buenos Aires, Chico. I know. Yeah, well, but how did well, it come wait. into his life? Come on. There's so many people. We get on so many cabs when we're in Argentina. Maybe 1% of them dance tango. I know. I'm just joking. I'm yeah, just joking. yeah, I know. But still, but like, all the people think, yeah, like all the people think that you do it from when you're a child or something, right? And that's mm -hmm. not the case, as you said. Uh, well, for me, it was I finished uh, high school and I didn't know what to do. So um, I start like study at the university a bit of uh, philosophy and psychology, mm -hmm. just because I have to study something, and that was the the, the subject that uh, captured my attention. And I said to myself that I will continue going to university until I found something, and this is a bit cheesy, but it's true, that make my heart beat. Mm -hmm. mm. And then when I found tango, that was super crazy, as like, I guess everybody can imagine, right? It's more or less the same story for, for everybody, I guess. You get super hooked, yeah. and then you end up doing it all the time. See, a friend <laughs> of mine, yeah, it's crazy. A friend of mine, I was helping a friend of mine to reveal some things at uh, her apartment, and then he said, what do you have to do now? Do you want to go to a tango lesson? And I said, why not? Why not? <laughs> and I tried there, it was in December 2001, uh, maybe you know, it was the, the hot spot, the hot uh, date for the, for the crisis. So that year we have a huge uh, crisis here. Well, you mean um, financial crisis? Social, uh, everything, the whole combo. Okay. Yeah, we, after that we have five presidents in, um, in a week and a half. Oh, wow. Christ. No, I don't I know, know about, about this. That. Yeah, yeah, please do tell us uh, more. Two weeks. Well, wow. it was, a, it was a, a disaster, a financial disaster, and this pushed the people outside. A little bit what in, in relation with what happened in, um, in Chile before mm -hmm. the, the COVID. And so we have, they, I don't know how they do, uh, how do you call when you can't go to the street because the government... Uh, Forgive that. Uh, it's uh, um, curfew. Curfew, right? Yeah, we get that. And as soon as the president said that, everyone went to the street, right? <laughs> so, so was, but uh, curfew is that there is a time after a certain time you can't go out. This was like nobody exactly. was allowed to go out at all or after a certain time of the day? Uh, I don't remember exactly. Okay. It's okay. I remember exactly, but the, he said that, and everybody went to the street because he was an announcement at the an announcer on the television, national television, and then it was crazy. Yeah. Um, well, after wow. that, I think until that point we have one dollar, one peso, which was crazy, and then after that time. Uh, I think for you guys, when you came here in 2005, it became very cheap. Mm. I hear... A but there um, was no, like, coup d'etat, right? It's not like no, the no, government no. got taken but over the... and, like... No, 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 no. No, mm -hmm. no, no, like a military strike. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. But the, the, the president had to uh, leave the, the pink house. As you know, mm. no? we have the pink mm -hmm, house, mm -hmm. which sounds funny when yeah. you say it in English. The capital. 
La casa rosa. <laughs> la casa rosada. Yes. Like, we are uh, the White House here. So. You have the White, we have the Pink. <laughs> Can I? I have, how? How unstabilizing does that feel? Like to live in a place where like your your uh, presidents are just like disposed of so easily. I don't know. It must feel really destabilizing. Well, it's an interesting question. Um, it feels normal huh. uh, for me because yeah. I was born here. So, and also it's. it's Luckily, it doesn't happen that often, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it, it happened at uh, 2001. And since then, it didn't happen again. We have crisis, but not like that one. That was a very big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I, I guess you get used to improvise, you know? I think how a lot of... If you, if you make a, a, a comparison, you can think on the, on, on the dance as well. Like, right, yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot of relation. I see at least a lot of relation with that because mm -hmm. you, you have been here, right? So then, you, I think, you understand that um, the tango culture have to do with these kind of things, it's mm -hmm. not just the dance or right or or the lyrics, it's also the way of living that happened in Buenos Aires, particularly. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think like. All, having all, the whole world now having going going through and having almost gone through this COVID experience yeah it's interesting you brought up like the lifestyle in Buenos Aires and living in, in Argentina and in a lot of countries that aren't aren't as you know have access to certain things like in the United States you've, you've spent a lot of time here um, it's a lot easier to access things right and and so it's people feel a little more spoiled and a little bit more privileged and so when something goes wrong it's much more um earth shattering because they're not used to that and then if you spend a lot of time in buenos aires where it's like i remember a friend of mine like her hot water tank broke and she didn't have hot water for like a month and that's just the way it was and you just you just cope with that um i feel like we're, we've all shared this sort of experience now and 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 people are a lot more um compassionate i think and willing to be more understanding of dealing with certain things more than they might have beforehand does that make sense mm -hmm. for now at least you could just lie and say it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, don't, i to be honest after living in new york i don't know how spoiled are you guys I mean, well, look, uh, the people there look to be outside. When you see from outside, they look to, they look to be in the position that they, they have access to many things. And mm -hmm. what I was looking when I was living there, that that's, in my opinion, it's not like that. That uh, the access to things is very complex. Mm -hmm. But, well, that's, uh, that's my reading of the, of the life in the U.S. or in New York, which was, I, was, was what I did. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I can tell you uh, from my um, Argentinian experience in Buenos Aires is like you get used to improvise with what you have. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know how was the situation for your friend without the hot water, but it's not that difficult to fix. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to make a call and in one or two days someone will arrive and will fix it. And that's it. You pay them. Yeah, no, I remember she just had a hard time getting somebody that she could trust to come. I don't know what the deal was, but yeah, yeah, I mean, things 
happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. So so, uh, but um, but going to the to the resume of that is like you get used to improvise. So mm -hmm. people is a very, uh, how do you say, solidarity, sol soli solidario. Solidarity. Um, yeah, it's like you, know, you talk and then can I help you? Yes, boom. I have this problem. What can we do? And then you talk and you find some found something. Mm -hmm. So. So what was your experience living in New York like? What did you? How did you find yourself Oof, here? It was amazing. Yeah. I think I, I was amazed by the city, uh, by many, many things, so many layers. Uh, I, um, I think, uh, I think that the city eat me. <laughs> I did a bit. <laughs> Good it day. was way, Good way yeah, to completely. describe. Yeah, it really, for me, it was too much in New York mm. to live. Yeah, I would love to come back there and and it's been like a month and two months mm -hmm. just to to enjoy the nice things but for me it was way too in, too intense mm. were you uh, staying in manhattan or did you have a place outside i was living in williamsburg oh okay so you didn't have yeah you were a little outside but yeah definitely a pretty hectic area yeah it was like yeah. uh, okay how was it bedford avenue mm, right in the heart of it yeah yeah yeah, super close. Just one station from Manhattan. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have a very lifestyle there. Actually, I can say I have the best lifestyle <laughs> when I was living there. It was really amazing. 20, 23rd floor, open view of wow. all Manhattan. No, no, it was like a dream. <laughs> but mm, it, nice. it feel like that also, like a dream. Wow. And yeah. like before New York, you lived in uh, Berlin. Uh, before New York, I was yeah, I was in Berlin. Yeah, that's a great and, city. A year or something, something like that. Did you like New York better than Berlin? Oh, your... interesting. Or well, different, or dancing wise, no, or living wise. Um, interesting. Uh, I think. Uh, well, I think now after uh, after I was living in different countries and in different cities, to be honest, it's like every you need to know how the place works mm. to be fair, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's very common that people criticize almost everything, basically. So I just uh, arrived to the conclusion that okay, I need to understand a bit the culture and then just understand that they are like as they are and don't be unfair. So mm. putting it that way, um, I think they are absolutely different. Uh, they're completely different. I mean, New York is unique. It's like, New York is, uh, is, is amazing, as I said. It's like, well, I remember, I can tell you, it's uh, when I arrived, when I come back to Berlin, I remember that I was in the car and I, and I pulled the window down and it felt like countryside. <laughs> it's like, mm. it was like, no, no sound like at mm. all and that was incredible and i am from buenos aires right which is also very noisy mm -hmm. but uh, from all the places i i i saw nothing can compare so mm. it's like new york is so full of life that uh, that's really really unique like never never stop we have the concept of sunday here right in, i mean in berlin way more right on sunday almost everything is closed Right. Mm -hmm. And here, not everything is closed, but many things are closed. I remember yeah. when I, I had to fix my bike in New York and I went to this bike store and I gave a tip 
to the guy because it was Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come back to see some people from the bike polo community. And I was like saying, oh, it's super cool that this bike shop was open on a Sunday. And they look at me like, what, what are you talking about? I mean, and I was looking at them. Why are you surprised, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because how it is. Everybody work all the time. I mean, you just I, say it also, no? You were looking for places and stuff like that. I kind of yeah. wish we had, you know, New York has been shut down for such a long time and now it's reopening oh. and, and it's very intense to come. Like, I didn't notice how crazy New York is because lived, I've lived here for six, 17 years. But having wow. a year, uh, having a year to live in New York where everything is closed, there's nobody outside. I really love that New York as well. And now it's coming back and it's kind of intense to adjust again to just the energy. I'm like getting exhausted very easily. Um, oh my God, yes. It's a lot. I wish, I wish we had like one day a week where we're like, okay, we're going to like have a COVID day off. <laughs> COVID day, yeah. That's... Everything's closed. <laughs> well, because I they have to be very like... intense, right? Yeah, we I have mean, to, if you're we going have to, close to do one that day. ourselves now. Like you Absolutely. have to do it for you. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna make sure to start carving out at least two days a week where I can just kind you, of be mellow. You have to call, call it the COVID day. The COVID day. Off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so, tell so what's us your favorite? More... Oh, sorry, Chica. Sorry, guys. Well, I'm curious about your question, Adam. I was curious what your favorite orchestra is and what, and if it's the same favorite orchestra to dance to or if you have two different favorite orchestras for different oh, reasons. Interesting. Uh, well, for me, the best of the best is Troilo. They are not yeah, really surprised they are, I guess. I guess. Mm -hmm, no. um, and I love to dance Troilo. Uh, and also, at, I guess at the same level, I love to dance Pugliese. Mm -hmm. But um, I love the Vandonian. I also I'm study Vandonian as well. Um, I mean, Troilo is the best. Mm. It's crazy. So, so was my... that the case? Did it take a while for you to appreciate Troilo? Or was that an orchestra you appreciated right from no. the start? Uh, no, okay. from the beginning. I used to, before tango, I used to uh, listen... Uh, a lot of jazz and, and blues or blues and then jazz. So I was used to, to just sit down and enjoy the music. And when I started uh, hearing Troilo with, uh, with how slow he played the bandonion, mm. that's uh, like really hit me a lot. I mean, I actually what I remember is there, are, there is some, um, um, how do you say, a disc called Troilo for Export. Mm -hmm. that the sound is really, really good. And yeah. there is one song that I don't remember the name because for names I'm, I'm very, very bad. But there is one song where you can hear the, the button of the bandonion. Click, mm. click, click, yeah. click, click, click. And that's blow my mind. That's like, mm. click and then the sound, click and then the sound. I love that. Yeah, so, I, I appreciate that, that too, a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I find, um, so Horacio is one of our main teachers and he said, um, Salon-style dancers love the Sarli. Milonguero-style dancers love D'Arienzo. But everybody loves Troilo. Yeah. <laughs> but do, do, you, do you think that's not the... I feel that's not the case for the U.S. dancers. Do you guys feel that? I feel Troilo is well, not as appreciated in the U.S. I feel like there's two Troilos. it is Troilos. in Argentina. There's, 
maybe. I, I feel like there's two trailers. There's 41, and then there's everything after, you know? So, mm, I mean, true. his music his music is one of the most obvious to change, change. in that, that year than a lot of yeah. other orchestras. It's the other orchestras true. tended to change more, more progressively, but Troilo was like, I mean, there's like a very clear-cut, like, change from 41 to 42. I'm assuming he changed orchestras. My Vandalian teacher, uh, like a long time ago, he told me that a quote from uh, Piazzolla, I don't know, maybe you, you hear it already, but he said that Piazzolla said, said like, um, what Troilo uh, plays, I can play it with one hand and the other hand I hook it to my back, right? So, so it's not really difficult to play. But mm. like Troilo play it, that's another thing. Hmm. You know, I don't know if that has sense in English, but in Spanish, it has. Well, like, so like what he's playing. adding emotionally and with his yeah, and the, the silence right? also, the si- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the silence of these things. I was told recently Amazing. that one of Troilo's biggest influences was uh, Syriaco Ortiz. Oh yeah, Ooh. I, I was so surprised to learn his, that. Yeah. Because Ortiz played with Darienzo in the early days, and then Troilo was in one recording with Darienzo, and he kind of might have, uh, I think he got a little, um, he learned a little bit from Ortiz, and he looked up to him a lot. I, I really can see that relationship, though. I would have never put it together, but... Yeah, me neither. But the way like uh, Ortiz plays with space and like resonation of the music, I feel I can see that. Um, mm. Really cool. And I had meant when I asked, I know you said you used to listen to blues and jazz and all that, but yeah. I had meant when you started to dance tango. Like for me, there are certain orchestras it took a while to connect to. The Rienzo was one which I love right now. And most people, like there are a lot of people that find it easy because the beat is so clear, but because it's fast, maybe they have a hard time with it. That's how I felt. I felt like it gave me anxiety in a way, like <laughs> too much. The Troilo? Uh, the Rienzo. Oh, the sorry. Yeah. Troilo like was something I heard but I didn't really like appreciate him as much until much later on and when I listened more to his music when I actually got exposed to his later years then and that opposition of the 40s and like the 50s in his music late 50s was like wow I need to like learn more about him uh, but definitely for me at the start was like playful and chill stuff was what my personality went for at the start. And then I appreciated like this early and Pugliese and stuff more before I went into the Rienzo and Troilo. Good. I, I found Pugliese like a, a huge... I have, no, I have Pugliese. is the only one that's like always... I mean, Troilo as well, but Pugliese is like always a huge challenge. It's like my ear gets super crazy when I have to dance Pugliese. Hmm. It's like, four. A lot of stories. Yeah, it's like, um, it's a challenge. I love it, but it's a huge challenge. So um, 
they push me to be like in in how they how do you say like this Buddhist uh, approach like in the moment right like hundred ten percent yeah um, I like it a lot but uh, it's that's uh, that's the one for me that's more uh, I don't know I I mean Troilo is also a challenge but I I I feel safer in a way when I have to dance that but Pugliese mm. is crazy <laughs> it's crazy See, yeah. I love it yeah. huh? but it's like four. <laughs> I always think about it when I have to dance. It's like, oh, 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 this is police. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, it's a good observation. It's true. Like when you're, it's easy to zone out when you're dancing Darienzo or something more simple. But with Pugliese, you definitely don't. You definitely need to be focused. On so you have to choose a lot what you pick, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. And which orchestra do you think you're way more pickier? That, uh, to invite someone you don't know to but that question oh. makes sense yeah yeah it does well definitely Pugliese <laughs> that's a very, I, yeah, figured. That's a very, I figured yeah yeah when I, if I hear Pugliese I really say okay I mean I I'm probably will not ask someone that I don't know yeah for sure yeah, yeah. Because, and what's the orchestra that you're like completely super comfortable to dance with someone you don't know like canaro darienzo yeah yeah sí. i thought canaro right away too sí, sí, adam sí. you with to dance with anybody yeah i actually i would choose i wouldn't choose an orchestra i would choose uh milonga or vols to be honest really interesting milonga Milonga, well, I'm surprised. <laughs> Milonga, I know this sounds crazy, but Milonga can be really simple if you just do very little and and basically that, you know, just like keep it simple, keep it really small, playful, and um, and like I kind of build it from the ground up when I start. When I start, if it's with somebody I don't know, especially like I will start dancing in place shifting weight really like fun and spirited and i won't move big and and i just kind of cultivate it from there and i don't have mm. to think as much and with vols it's the similar it's like with vols you don't i don't think much because i'm just turning 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 uh -huh. and hitting a few accents here and there um so yeah i don't know i find it's easiest to to let go with those two you know, you you remind me that I I, I also um, but just for fun, I asked people that I didn't know to start. But uh, I did that with many professionals. Like we didn't dance before, and then I asked uh -huh. them to dance in the in the milonga. Oh, tanda. I love when I get asked to dance milonga with someone I don't know, like uh, like super playful. But mm -hmm. it's I mean, almost anybody expects that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know some leaders that will never dance milonga, which is ah, me too. That's uh, that's so I found that pity. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Hard to believe. To me, like it's harder for me to like. Yeah, waltz is like Adam. You said waltz is easy. Easy, like you could just dance with anybody. I find well, waltz can be very disappointing for me if yeah, there isn't enough turns. turns. <laughs> and <laughs> so I like could be more picky about that. I want to be clear though. 
it it took 15 years for Vols to be semi easy for me. It took it took a lot of t- classes with Tete and oh look you know, at learn, you learning how to what Vols really is like that it's a turning dance and it's not a tango with ganchos and all this other shit and like yeah. you know I, I you know you can simplify your vocabulary because you're like okay I'm not gonna there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm just not gonna do right now <laughs> so. <laughs> Super cool that you had you had lesson with Tete. Yeah, yeah just bre- very little, just them. a few, but it was it was it was cool. Always. Every time a new step. Exactly. In the same class. In the same class. That was, so, fu- that was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Tete, Chica you it again. Boom. I, I don't think that's different. <laughs> Adam would yeah. be like, he just showed the different Jesus. step, did he not? Yeah, and, yeah. And then as we're trying to figure out, he would come. He's like, don't think, just dance, dance. Yeah. And, and then you have to catch that flow. And it's like, yeah. you see it there, you see it there. And it's like, I want to catch the flow. I want to catch the flow. Now, how, how is he doing? Were how you taking classes at Maipu 444 as well? Maipu 4-4, I don't remember. I took so many, but I don't remember where. Uh, my book 444 that's near Corrientes Avenue, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like downtown somewhere. Yeah. Close to the most uh, touristic strip of like one area. Anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, stairs, upstairs. Like first yeah, floor. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I took one, one lesson there. But uh, with him, I took like two less or something like that. Unfortunately, not that many. I see. Who I were your from influences? Julio. Okay, from oh. Yeah, yeah, Julio. Julio was in balls, particularly. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, he was another He's one. so good with walls, too. I love watching yes. him dance walls. Yes, unbelievable also. Um, and, and then in Milonga, someone that you know, guys. Um, uh, the tall guy, Jesus, I should say, um, uh, he was also a catch fighter when he was young. Oh, Omar he... Vega. Oh. Yeah, Omar. Omar Vega, Omar, yeah. Omar, that was super nice. I, I took many lessons with him. A catch fighter. Cage fighter. That's how oh. we said in in Spanish. You know, in English it works as well. Catch. Yeah. Uh, or like, boxing. No, Boxer. no, I don't know. No, no, he did. The... We have this famous show here, Titanes in el Ring. Mm. Oh, he, no. he, he, he was one of them. So oh, what wow, happens? Describe it to us. Oh, I'm shit. sorry, Aida. Sorry? I'm not sure if I understand. What kind of a fighter? Like um, uh, no, no, not boxing. It's like, you know, the Mexican, what the Mexican do? Okay, yeah. In the mask? Wrestling. Yeah, re- wrestling, kind of, in this, uh, in a... Ah, in a... Oh, I didn't know Argentina But it's that. like, it, it's for the kids, right? So it's like a fake fight, kind of. Ah. You have it too there. You have it, you, I mean, you have this, uh, all these guys doing this. Oh, yeah. Show, W, W, something like that. 
it's so interesting how every country sort of has their own style of wrestling now i'm thinking japanese have the sumo the turkish has their own Mm -hmm. Yeah, but sumo is like, I think it's real. I mean, they're on show So is the Turkish one. They wear like <laughs> um, this weird outfits and then they oil themselves. So like, it's oh, look at that. like you also slip between your opponents. Uh, catch, no comment. You know? So in the States. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little weird. It gets a little In the States, the amateur level. Wrestling is real. My my mother's ex husband, who passed away, was a professional wrestler. Well, amateur oh, yes. professional, and he used to tell me stories about how they would, they would fuck, they would kick the shit out of each other, and they would even do it like in the locker rooms afterwards, and like, it was serious. But then when you reach like the professional circuit, it's um, I think it's still pretty can still be dangerous and, and well, mild, they can but... yeah they can get uh, like um, real as if they have problems to each other or things like this right yeah mm -hmm. but basically they don't they the plan is not to hurt themselves they don't they don't really want to hurt themselves mm -hmm. but i guess when the monster uh, got to the head as we said in spanish things can became more serious mm. do you get that one <laughs> yeah 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 Cuando, I do. cuando la mostaza se te sube a la cabeza <laughs> mm. I like it. Well, so, yes, so I learned, so I learned really longer with, with him. Mm. Yeah, that was very, very nice. He didn't want to teach me in the beginning. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because was and that's, I was, yes, yeah, so I, I love him. A super cool guy. Um, in the beginning, I was like learning like crazy, right? Like, I started taking lessons at the university. So I was so passionate about it that my teachers, maybe you know Jose Garofalo, if he used to organize oh, yeah. Porteño Bailarín. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. in the US also. Yeah. Um, when the blood, blood rise. He's yeah, a great dancer like too. Jose is, yeah. Jose yeah. Is. He actually dances on. a lot with uh, Rebecca who's listening right now. Yeah. Uh, mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... I was like um, killing them with questions, right? Because that's how I am when I'm, when I'm, when I'm passionate about something that I want to learn. And I was almost the only one that asked. So they see how crazy I was. So they started to invite, invite me to different lessons. And then at the end of the year, Jose asked me to help in one lesson there at Porteño. And he said that he can't pay me, but he will offer me the, the workshops on the other day of the Milonga. You know, the Milonga was having place two days a week. I said, excellent, because I want to keep learning. So then I went to the day when Omar was giving a workshop there, right? And then Omar asked mm -hmm. me for the paper, that you have to give a number, which means that you already paid the lesson. And I said, oh, no, I have the... I work here on the other day, and, and I don't know, I'm invited by the house. And I said, I am not inviting you. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I was like, I know. I mean, Omar is like, a, he was a very tall guy, right? And he, he can be, he can be serious, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, okay, okay, no problem. <laughs> so then I, yeah, yeah, I talked with uh, Carlos, which was the the other organizer. I think he's the organizer at the moment of Orteño Bailarín. And then he kind of put Omar in a situation so he, he had to accept me, right? But he didn't pay attention to me because he says, mm -hmm. okay, he's not paying, boom, he didn't pay attention. 
<laughs> and I, I really want to learn from him. And I, I like the lesson. I like the lesson a lot. And he was also teaching in, in, in Nino Bien, who was a, mm -hmm. a milonga on Thursday. A very, very beautiful one. So I said, okay, I'm going to go on Thursday because also I, I had my proud, right? So mm -hmm. I said, this guy think that I, I'm like so, how do you say, greedy or I don't know, that I want to spend my money in lessons. And, and that's also pissed me off a little bit, right? So oh, I went on Thursday. Okay, got it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, if you have to correct my English, please do. Because no, no, no. All it's no. all good. We get the idea. Um, Chico's just a little slow. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I see. I can give you a moment, guys. You can have your <laughs> Thanks. Uh, fight. <laughs> um, so then I was uh, going upstairs, and then this more the place where you, the table where you pay the, the lesson, and I was like, it was amazing, like a movie. I was paying the lesson, and Omar was like in the middle of the room watching to the entrance, and he looked at me, and he then he stopped, right? And I was looking at him, and I was like paying the lesson, and inside I was saying, you see? I came here to learn, so now I pay the lesson, now you have to teach me. <laughs> and after that, he calls me, and then he started to explain me things on the side, and talking a lot. And from that moment on, it was like uh, very nice. Very, very, very nice. He was in New York a lot in the early 2000s, and I was... No, his his classes were so advanced at the time. I was so new to tango, and I would go to his classes, and I would just leave there destroyed because it was super uh. super intense and he didn't he didn't break anything down he would just show stuff and be like okay go do it you know <laughs> you know me we you know me we he was saying that all the time you know me we you know me we uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know me we when you don't understand anything he was looking at you which is uh that's a it's a Guarani language the the language of Paraguay you know me we uh. you know me we okay. <laughs> even more complex right so, so Milonga was with him, Valls was with uh, Julio, um, nice. and then Tango was with Jose, basically. Jose and Patricia mm. Lamberti. Wow. With them, and then. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and you then, also uh, grew up as a dancer in the era where I feel it was so much exploration going on. Hey, Jose, you mean? No, like in the scene in Argentina, I feel during that time there was so much exploring and playing and like going. You, but on. you're talking about uh, the time where, where Jose was learning or, or what? Sorry, you. No, in, ah, when you were learning, like ah, beginning of uh, 2000 was. Well, I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of the second wave, as I hmm. feel it now. I mean, I the first wave. Yeah, the first wave was. Or the third way, we could say, more or less. Because the first way, I, I think, was like Naveira, right? And all yeah. the things that were happening um, around them. And then it came the other people, like uh, Jose, who were learning with them. And uh, I don't want to make any mistake, but I guess like Valencia, Batuc, and all the, the ladies from El Motivo, hmm. who they were my teachers, right? Hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it, uh, like it's happening right now, like, like right now I'm 40, 
and I see people with uh, like 20 years something like mm -hmm. they're doing many many things right so uh, now I, I feel them like like another wave of of youngers if we can call it like that yeah like are, are doing many many things and um, so I guess like every 20 years or something like there is a renovation and all these people full of uh, of energy start trying things and create mm. um, so at that time when I when I, wa I was in like 2003 and 4 like when you were uh, you Chico also were here in 2003 and 4 uh, I think our first trip was 2005 I came for two weeks okay. and yeah. then uh, oh, the two next, weeks? next year yeah which was very slow because I was working full time at the time okay. as an architect so I just escaped for two weeks and then I believe a year and a half later I was I told work I'm taking two months off and then I went yeah. for two months uh, cool yeah see yeah. so at that time it was like the people from um, what was the name Tango Cool it was like the, the, the beginning of that uh, we were like uh, making a practica all together I was participating in a practica with, uh, I don't know, Ismael Ludman, uh, Gabriel, Lavoski, uh, Guille Cerneas, you know him a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, of course. So, as I, feel, as I feel it, we are more or less all from the same time. One year more, one year less, but yeah. See. See. And... Let me ask you this, like, um, you, of course, we're improvising more, not uh, choreographing and stuff, I'm guessing. But we watched you guys, you and Mariana Parma, like, uh, may uh -huh. maybe I'm wrong, like, I didn't see a lot of your performances, but you're such a social dancer, I always feel like your to go to might be improvisation. I'm not sure when you perform. But I re recall really, really liking your choreography with her, too. Oh, okay. And was curious, like, if that is actually something you do every now and then, or if you do it often. A choreography, you mean? Yeah, when you perform. Uh, I like to have one choreography. It depends, actually. Um, depends how much time do I have to, to create with... Uh, with uh, my dance partner for example uh, when i was there uh, mariana which is amazing and i sent her a big kiss and hug uh, we had time to rehearsal so what well, i give you i mean that's love mm -hmm. right so you can create mm -hmm. stuff so then we developed the choreography i remember when we did, when we did it in your milonga we almost um, break the nose of one guy who was yeah yeah, yeah i remember <laughs> That was so intense. We, I remember we repeat, I repeat, we repeat the same sacada twice, right? So then we, we move a little bit to the side in the second one. And she, she made this planeo after the sacada. And then I think the guy was like filming. And then he was looking the phone or taking a picture. And then when he lowered his head, the heel of Mariana was so close. I was dancing. <laughs> I I even think in one moment, Jesus, this is like, 
Terrible. I just imagined what could happen and it was like, no, no, no. no, no. Oh my imagine, God. imagine, oh terrible. my God. Trending like video, it's, but, uh, it's, but not good. Yeah. I think that would be the worst thing that could happen at the. Yeah, I guess. Like so, injuring yeah. yourself or like having a clothing malfunction, all of that is still that shit that damage you do to yourself, but like it's damage expected to someone also, else. No? Something that can happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> killing, killing your audience is not the good. Uh... <laughs> so one day, one day we were teaching at You Should Be Dancing. Adam, you remember John Messersmith? I think he can't have kids anymore. Oh, she's a, <laughs> because oh, of us. Yeah. No, uh, so guys. We, no, no, I'm kidding. Like, but I mean, we were showing something, or we Bolo were lineal. practicing, and he was standing on the edge of the dance floor, and this was a small. Oh, and you did a boleo right into his crack. Yeah, yeah. My back boleo kicked him right in the balls. Cool. And I <laughs> <laughs> like it was like like hundred percent. Hundred uh, percent. No, he he. He ended up on the floor or something like that. Like red and like. No, he was a good am I exaggerating? It. No, no, but he was cool about it. I mean, he. he, he... <laughs> <laughs> as cool as he can be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was burning up inside, but he was cool about it. <laughs> nice boleo. Nice boleo. was <laughs> <laughs> <was> like. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah really. can happen. Can happen, no? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, returning to your question, um, I like to do, if I have the time, I like to, I like to do uh, a choreo, at least one, and then improvise uh, the others songs. I like yeah. both things, but I, I mean the the choreography also I like more in a, if we can put it that way in a salon style, not so acrobatic. Maybe a few things, mm. but yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, I know oh, yeah. you're working on something currently. Uh, should we share the song first and then talk about that? Yes, I think that sounds good. Okay. All right. Good. We will play this song. Let me cue it up and then we'll discuss why we're playing it.
What the song, huh? Yeah, oh my God. Jesus. That wow. bass was like boom, yeah. boom, crazy. There is a part I hear like Ojos de Negro in that song. Okay. I don't know if I don't know why. Like there is a... Which song? Ojos de Negro. Black Ojos Eyes. Negro. Okay. Which is right. a very like old song apparently a russian folk song originally and i was like hearing bits of it in it but and it was like a nice interesting combination to me yeah there was one part specifically i will ask oh. the composer i have to listen to all his negros now that's uh, um so this know. is your project you're working on right now you're 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 playing in this um i'm That's dancing over oh you're dancing I'm, over it okay no no it would be amazing if i could play <laughs> well I know, you're learning, I know you're learning i know you're learning bandoneon so i didn't oh, know oh i'm so far away from that okay so. <laughs> <laughs> i am i am doing two, two he's like that. <laughs> yeah that was what i was practicing actually uh before the before you called me before i call you guys Mm. Yeah, just a, a few, um, I don't know how you say in English, accordes, two, uh, those accordes. I was playing that, actually. Okay. You know, you have the note, and then you have three notes, and then you form one... Uh, chord. Chord, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So I play two chords. That's what I play. Okay. That's my level. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> uh, well, returning to the song, this amazing song. Uh, um, yes, it's, um, it's um, created by uh, Nicolas Franco, um, an amazing uh, violin player. Adam, you oh, know him. He, you hired them for Cleveland with Cachivache. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. he was the violinist that came. Yeah, to the guy with the with the red trousers most of the time. I think yeah, that's I think the song. So. I don't know. Um, yeah, he have a, an orchestra, or well, I don't know if it's an orchestra, or I think a, a quartet, sismico, hmm. sismico tango, and that's the name of this song. And um, we, uh, I start because of the pandemic, you know, so many things changed for everybody. And then somehow uh, Magdalena Gutierrez and I, we end up in the same city, um, <laughs> which is Buenos Aires. And we were trying to, to dance like uh, many, many years ago, but we were crossing like where I was in Buenos Aires. She was, you know, in Europe or US and the other way around, something like that. And then she became a world championship, world champion with uh, Germán Vallejo. So they start to work together, like very intense. So then we didn't have the chance. But because of the pandemic, then we end up here. So she asked me for just dance a little bit. And then we start doing it. And then I said, hey, would you like to do something? She said, yes. And then I asked Nico, Nico, Nico said, let's do this song. And then we, we make a video uh on this song that we record uh, last wednesday i mean not yesterday uh, a week ago mm -hmm. 
and uh, now it's in the edition process, mm, mm. editing process. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be released soon. Wow, I, I can't wait. Next week or yeah, next week. And we did also some I mean it's not we are not only dancing, we also did a kind of history around because that's the thing I, I like to do most. Um I mean I have no problem with only dancing, but if I have the chance I like to create something. And, and the history dance, you mean uh, story? More like story? Uh, by history you mean story? I got lost on the first part, sorry. But you said you want to have some history with it. Yeah, it's like a play. You like mean a, a story. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A story, yes, like a theatrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I make that mistake a lot between Spanish and English, and that's why I wanted to clarify it. There you guys say historia, I think, right? Sí. And sí, una historia. I always think it means history, and then I remember ah. it's story. Um, sorry, not meaning no, no. to correct. I just want to understand. No problem. Um, uh, so yes. Yeah, so thank you for tell that story. Mm. Yeah. So I hope uh, I hope it end up being something funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's the idea. We are playing with uh, the situation of not being able to dance, and you know, mm. I really want to dance. I wanted to dance and things like this. So and are you dancing. improvising or you have certain no, no. choreographed for the, no, or the a, whole thing choreographed? Yeah, the whole thing is a choreography. Okay. Well, you will, you will understand when, I, when, you, when it's finished because there are mm -hmm. some process need to be done during the, the editing. So it have to be a choreography because we have to repeat the same movement and things like this. So, yeah, cool. it's a choreography. Yeah. That was very, very nice. And the song also was quite challenging because so dramatic, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, that, that sounds like a fun project. Yeah. See, yeah. it's nice. I, I, you know, I realized after this and um, I stopped having a fixed partner in 2013. So that's a really long time ago. And then after that, I, I did just um, collaborations. Like, for example, with Mariana, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with, it, with the things also. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice. It's really nice. I had the chance to dance with very, with amazing dancers. So well, that's, that's awesome. That's, yeah, I'm feel, I feel very lucky about it. I also have the chance to create things, so. Yeah. Which is so to... important during this time, no? Absolutely. Wow. To, to yeah, feed your soul that way. Oh, for me, it's, it's, for me, well, I like, I mean, for everybody, but I, I speak for myself. Uh, I was like traveling all the time. Even, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, even when I was living in New York, I was traveling all the time. I mean, I, I'm always, since 2011, I'm always traveling and then stop that. I'm being in a place for six months was a very unusual thing. Mm. And suddenly I get all this energy of, uh, like I, I used to have for moving around and suddenly doing almost nothing was very, very hard to, to handle it. Mm. <laughs> I was doing a lot of exercise. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I have the whole routine. Like I get up, I do breathing, stretching, uh, yeah. training, and then I end up like at 2 p.m. I get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch, I, 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 I 
I cope with that, right? I lift myself up. Um, until next day, I start again doing breathing, yoga, exercise, things like this mm. every day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good to have that routine. Yeah. Oh, I realize I have to I have to do that. Otherwise, yeah, mm -hmm. too, too much, you know. Getting older, moment, man. So. Uh, yeah. Part, of the, also part of the process, in, the main, yeah. maintenance, maintenance. But this also <laughs> seems like a mental maintenance too, not just like um, yeah. that that energy yeah, yeah. that you had for other things now is like cooped up and you need to find ways to release that. Yes. No, it's, I didn't do it just to just, just to look amazing. I also <laughs> did it for... <laughs> or to I, I just mostly, feel amazing physically. Just feel, no, no. Yeah. Basically, I did it for my brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, I found there a, a kind of solution or something. So yoga is yeah. what stops your brain more than anything else? Sorry? Yoga is something that helps you stop your brain from going crazy? No, not yoga. Uh, Wim Hof method. You know, the breathing techniques, mm, we have the a cold friend showers, who's... things like that. Yeah. We have a friend never... who loves that. Yeah. yeah, I never believe I would be doing something like that. Mm -hmm. But well, here I am. Yeah. yeah, that was very helpful for me. That's great. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's for everybody, but mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I started doing it also before the pandemic, luckily. So mm. the cold nice. shower, all that craziness, and, wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was um, that was super super good. Cool. Wow. Yes. Thanks so much, Mario, for your time and being yeah, with us. Man. We've taken an hour of your time already. That went by so fast. It really has been a pleasure, it. guys. You know, this is our final weekly episode. We started yeah, I hear it. 63 yeah. weeks ago in the first it's week of COVID. 63. Jesus. And, it's a pity uh, that I found yourself now with this podcast. I'm not really into podcasts. Oh, no worries, man. It's well, all here, you but have um, 62 others if you want, if you ever get Yeah, yeah I was. No, <laughs> it's no, all recorded. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I heard the, the one before this one and the one before the one before this one <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. with uh, this guy who was tra traveling here. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. Pff, amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I really look forward to see what he records and everything. Yeah, yeah and amazing, right? Was, we all are yeah. excited about that. I would like he I would I would love having him now in this conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to talk with someone who that have that knowledge. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. it was really cool. But it was really yeah. cool to have you too. And we wow, appreciate yeah. catching yeah. up. It's been a long time since we've seen you, so please come yeah. back to New York. I yes. hope so. I hope so. We do my best. So, we will yes. love to host you again and support It'll all of your pleasure. Thank you, guys. Everything you're doing, of course, we'd love to. So, thanks again. Have a great night. Yes. Before we call the conversation, um, uh -huh. I hope uh, you have no problem with your new place. Everything Thank goes you. well. Yeah. Yes. And we thank will you so know much for having soon. me. Thank you, man. <laughs> okay. My absolute pleasure. Be well. Likewise. You too. Ciao. 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 That was That's, nice. Nice. He's always super fun and easy to talk to. I love that. Yeah, and it made it made the time with you a lot easier to deal with.
<laughs> Thanks, Adam. You're I welcome. also love like I love dancing with them, so I love hearing like who his influences were and like that always is so Chico, I have like hmm? I have like fifteen versions of Ojos Negros. I okay, wanna play it so at the end of the show. I want so you to one? play the Oh man, I wish I gave you the non tango version. The original mm. uh Russian I have a Troilo from forty eight. I have a Pugliese like, he, from But here 72. is something I'm gonna uh-huh. tell you. Way Fronte. Way yes. sent me a song by Tito Puente. Okay. Are you listening to me? I'm listening. I'm okay. Well, you can play Pugliese because I think that's like one of the most known ones. But anyway. I might Wei play Troilo because me... it's Mario's favorite orchestra. Okay. Boy sent me ahead. a Tito Puente song mm-hmm. that is like 8 to 11 minutes long or something months ago. This was like at the start of the pandemic, so I had the time to. He's like, this reminds me of a tango. Do you mind listening to it? And I listen to it and I'm like, fuck, I know this melody. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go crazy, of course. I hate him and it's night. So I was like, I'm not going to listen to this too much. So I don't want to go to bed thinking about this. And then next day I wake up, I listen to it and I'm like, Turkish lyrics start popping out of my mouth as I'm listening, and I'm like, there's a Turkish song with this melody. So from the lyrics, I find the Turkish song. And that reminds me the Italian version that I heard as a kid. So then I find the Italian version. And then I find that it comes from a Russian folk song. And then eventually, I made the link to Ojos Negros. And... It's also, there is a version called Black Eyes. Like, if you search Black Eyes as a song, too, you'll find mm-hmm. it. But it was like a journey. <laughs> and it was very interesting to find. And then that was also in this uh, Tito Puente song, exactly the same melody right in the middle of the song. It was really cool. Interesting. Um, well, so, yeah, it's a little risky. The end of our final episode, I'm going to play a song I've never heard. At least I've, I've never played it on my computer, so I don't even know if it's good quality, but we're going to try it. Okay. If what it's bad, you can stop it, you know, right? Oh, really? <laughs> you have control. <laughs> well, I guess so. <laughs> so we have uh, some some people in the future we want to get on the show. We'll, we'll, um, we'll announce, you know, the next time we do this yeah, and maybe we'll point. find some sort of a monthly or bi-weekly something, probably monthly, so that our listeners can know when to tune in and we don't have to sporadically have to announce it's on a Monday or on a Thursday every time that it's different, that we find a day that's consistent, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We'll do the best we can. If not, they can always listen after if they miss it. Yeah. You know? That's but I like the format of having text. somebody call in live. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's really fun. All right, let's give this a listen. See what okay. happens. This is 1948. Yeah. Troilo.
far so good. I know the song so well. Yeah, yeah you do. I know the Colaro version. There's a Pugliese version too, right? So I think you know that. lovely thanks for recommending that song absolutely thanks for finding it and have a good night everybody until have a good night everybody time. thank you for 63 episodes of support and we will be back with some more soon and uh, with rebecca when she with gives the, us a date rebecca and maybe somer and yes. who knows if you have anything maybe you listeners want to come on and promote some stuff we'll do a special episode now that things are 
swinging back into motion. Thank you again, Mario, and have a great night, everybody. Good night, Chiki. Good night.